Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. This podcast is marked explicit. This podcast is produced in partnership with ustaboo.com. Specials are right now available there exclusively for you because you are listening to this podcast. Visit ustaboo.com. Go there to discover all kinds of very special stuff posted there just for you. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast. Now, let's get started. Thank you. The title of this episode is Pumpkin Emperor Part 2. It is presented in celebration of the scariest season of the year and this episode was written and produced by Madeira de Souza. This is the continuation of a story you should have already listened to. You can hear the first part of this story about the Pumpkin Emperor. Just go to ustaboo.com slash pumpkin. That's ustaboo.com slash pumpkin. Imagine, if you will, an allegorical tale in which a man has a face which is orange. Yeah, orange. And orange is, as everyone knows full well, the color of the pumpkin. Now sit back and float downstream as you listen to our narrated story, Pumpkin Emperor Part 2. The moonless night in the small town was quiet except for a gentle breeze rustling the fallen leaves. The locals had long since retreated to the safety of their homes and most were fast asleep, unaware of the lurking terror that awaited unsuspecting young men who dared to venture out after dark. You may remember a horrifying monster creature who has the head of a rotting pumpkin. How could you not remember? This tale is about the one who is known and feared as the Pumpkin Emperor. He emerges from the depths of the nearby woods during the late hours of each night. His chilling appearance terrifies even the bravest of souls. With jagged, glowing eyes and a sinister grin carved deep into his grotesque orange face, the monster inspires a deep and undeniable fear in the hearts of all who ever caught a glimpse of him wandering around late into the night. The monster moves without grace ever so clumsily. He carries around way too many pounds. And he eats mostly fast food nowadays. Who is he? Where did he come from? He was once a young man known as William. He lived alone in a small apartment in that small town. His nightly ritual had been to get off from work, go home to his small apartment and then shower away the familiar scent of French fries and cheeseburgers. But all those familiar nightly rituals were before William was changed from an ordinary and mortal man into the Pumpkin Emperor. Now things are very different. Now his nightly rituals are very much unlike working at that fast food joint flipping burgers. Now he is an emperor. Can you name one emperor who works in the fast food industry? No, you cannot. The Pumpkin Emperor has a far different appetite nowadays. To say the very least. 
Compared to that young man who was formerly known in the small town as William, the Pumpkin Emperor is a vastly different entity. The Pumpkin Emperor seeks and preys upon young men who walk alone in the late hours of that small town. The Pumpkin Emperor is accurately known as a hunter. His preferred hunting grounds are the dimly lit alleyways that twist through the heart of the small town. But let us also remember how the Pumpkin Emperor also delights in concealing himself behind thick trees in the town's public park, just two blocks from the business district on Main Street. Whether in alleyways or behind thick trees, the Pumpkin Emperor hides in the safety of the shadows. His nightly rituals involve him waiting for the perfect opportunity to strike out against unsuspecting young men who walk alone in the darkness. Instead of venturing out so late at night, they should instead choose to be safe at home in their beds touching themselves in impure ways and then shooting their loads onto bedsheets. But, I digress. You may be wondering, is there an empire over which the Pumpkin Emperor dominates? An emperor must have an empire, right? Yes, that is totally correct. And it is an absolute fact that the Pumpkin Emperor has an empire. You may ask, where is the empire located? His empire is not a tall fortress of stone surrounded by a moat. His empire is not a sweeping valley with shimmering streams and tall, thick grass to conceal him. His empire is not a vast island protected by deep ocean currents and violently crashing waves upon the beaches. None of those things. His empire was formed in one small and isolated town located miles and miles from the influences of big city culture. And then it spread elsewhere. You know what I mean. These kinds of little towns are where nothing too important ever happens to anyone who lives there. This kind of little town never had an airport. Years ago it lost the train station it once proudly claimed. The only public transportation in or out of the little town is one solitary bus line. Just one. Not even a bus station. Just a lonely bus stop with a bent sign on Main Street in front of the one rundown hotel in town. At about half past three only on Thursday afternoons, you can catch a long-distance bus there. The bus must travel several hundred miles before ever reaching the nearest town. There are no multi-lane freeways that pass anywhere near this little town. That was yesterday. Now things are different. The genuine isolation from other groups of people made this kind of small town special. People keep choosing to live in these little towns. They are the kind of place where you can leave your home unlocked and not worry about bad things happening. These little towns are separated from the hustle and bustle of contemporary life in the rest of the United States. So why do people choose to keep living there? These are truly locations that belong firmly in a previous century but not the present day. That is a matter worth discussing some other day, but not right now. The Pumpkin Emperor thrives on the fears that the townspeople have about what he will do next. 
You just cannot predict what the Pumpkin Emperor will do when he gets riled up as he is known to do. What does the Pumpkin Emperor want? Why does he keep hunting and attacking young men in that small town? What does he get from doing such terrible things to young men? Our cautionary tale involves a curious and brave young man known as James Edwards. He was born right there in that small town 21 years ago. He has since moved away, but he will forever be remembered for finding himself drawn into the mystery surrounding the Pumpkin Emperor. At first, James Edwards was intrigued and fascinated by the stories whispered among the townspeople. The Pumpkin Emperor became a local legend. And James Edwards wanted to find out more about the legend because James Edwards was a curious young man. That was his nature. Perhaps he was way too curious for his own good. James Edwards decided to draw near the Pumpkin Emperor to see for himself what was going on. James Edwards decided to venture out into the night, determined to witness for himself whatever truths he might find out there behind what had only been terrifying stories told in hushed tones by frightened locals. As two in the morning approached, James Edwards walked cautiously down a dimly lit alleyway outside one of the three cocktail lounges in the small town. The town may, indeed, be small, but it easily could support three separate cocktail lounges whose back doors led into the alley. James Edwards had consumed several beers that night as he listened to the jukebox playing sad cowboy songs all night. He could feel a heaviness in the otherwise calm night air as if nature knew of the impending danger that awaited him outside the brick walls of Cocktail Lounge Number 3 on Main Street. Suddenly, a cold gust of wind blew through the dark alley, and the young man could swear he saw movement out of the corner of his eye. He turned to face the darkness, and his heart was pounding steadily in his chest. A faint, yellow glow flickered in the distance, accompanied by the eerie sound of a man's scratchy voice taunting him to come closer, closer, closer. I won't bite you, said the Pumpkin Emperor. Don't worry. I am one of the good guys you can trust with your life. The monster emerged from the shadows. His pumpkin head glowed with an otherworldly light, casting shadows across the terrified face of James Edwards. You're just no good, said the Pumpkin Emperor. Then, James Edwards heard the Pumpkin Emperor say to him, In fact, you are a worthless loser. Nobody loves you. I am the only one who can help you. Me and nobody else. You understand? Do you hear what I am telling you? I am the only one you can turn to and who can save you from the pain and suffering that you feel every day of your useless life in this small town nobody ever escapes from. James Edwards instinctively raised up both his arms and clinched his fists to defend himself as the Pumpkin Emperor drew nearer to him. James Edwards screamed at the Pumpkin Emperor, No, sir, I am not a loser. I am not experiencing any pain or suffering. The Pumpkin Emperor was now extremely close to James Edwards. The Pumpkin Emperor said, I can see you are in so much pain and suffering. 
you don't even know how bad off your life really is. Believe me. Devote your life to serving me. Only me. In return, I promise you will never be alone again. I will provide you comfort and safety. James Edwards raised his voice in defiance. I am not alone. I have a girlfriend. And she and I are sexually active. That is what James Edwards said defensively to the Pumpkin Emperor. At that precise moment, James Edwards saw the deep angry blue eyes of the Pumpkin Emperor sticking out through the decaying goo of the rotting pumpkin head. You fool. Your so-called girlfriend is a fake, the Pumpkin Emperor screamed angrily. A total fake. She only fucks you because she feels sorry for you. She fakes her orgasms. She thinks you're an idiot. I know you're a complete fool if you don't believe what I'm telling you is true about her. She says you're terrible in bed. Terrible. She tells everyone that. The worst she ever had. And she's had quite a few, believe me she has. And she also believes your cock is too small. James Edwards screams in frustration and denial. His screaming startles the Pumpkin Emperor just long enough for the young man to run down the alleyway in the opposite direction, from the orange face threat that almost vanquished him on that fateful night outside Cocktail Lounge Number 3. The monster lets out an unearthly shriek. His deep angry blue eyes flash. The night fell silent once more. The breezes pushed softly down that alleyway of the small town. For just a moment there was a quiet peace interrupted only by the determined footsteps of a young man running steadily away. And although James Edwards was lucky to get away from the Pumpkin Emperor and that small town other young men in town were not as fortunate, the Pumpkin Emperor hunted a group of young men later that same dark night. They all bowed down to the Pumpkin Emperor. They accepted him as the only one who could save them from all the terrible outcomes the Pumpkin Emperor kept repeating made life in that small town not worth living. They each offered themselves to him without condition. He had his way with each of the young men. They hated that. He made them cry after their orgasms. But more importantly, they believed him when the Pumpkin Emperor promised them that somehow he would make the small town great again like it once had been before the railroad and the interstate freeway system bypassed their little town. He said they had the right to be so angry. And rest assured, the Pumpkin Emperor continues to have a strong influence over many people in small towns who chose not to think for themselves and instead to keep believing his ongoing lies and deceptions. He thrives on darkness and anger and isolation from the freedom of thinking for oneself. His horrors are not easy to reject at first. He is not to be taken for granted. He knows how to fool you. This is a small reminder of how horrors lurk in the shadows, waiting to prey upon the unsuspecting. We have come to the end of our story. And now you have to return to the real world. 
You are listening to a narrated story podcast named Pumpkin Emperor Part 2. Presented in celebration of the scariest season of the year. Pumpkin Emperor Part 2 was written and produced by Madeira de Souza. Just so you know, both Part 1 and Part 2 of the Pumpkin Emperor story right now are available together for your convenience, along with original pumpkin-themed artwork for your enjoyment. See for yourself. Just go to ustaboo.com slash pumpkin. That's ustaboo.com slash pumpkin. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tell others about having heard the Pumpkin Emperor stories in this podcast. Tell them to go online to listen. Go to ustaboo.com slash pumpkin. That's ustaboo.com slash pumpkin. Thank you again for your attention and your loyalty to this taboo podcast from Las Vegas.